0: Expecting something from you. I give you my life. I give you my worship. Now I receive your word from my life in Jesus' name. Look at verse 17. If you're there, say amen. man, God, my God. Now the Bible says, When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David, king over Israel. Now I need you to hear this. I'm going to give you five main points just from these verses. I love uh, preaching eschatologically. I didn't even know how to pronounce that right, but verse by verse, right? Uh, but prophetic preaching is also taking principles of the verses to apply it in our life today. Now when the Philistines heard, everybody say when the Philistines heard, Now, of course, you know the Philistines are representing the arch enemy of Israel. As a matter of fact, historians say that there was no greater enemy in those times against Israel than the Philistines. They were the arch enemy of Israel. And Philistines are symbolically prophetic today for the arch enemy of the the people of God, right, the enemy. So when the Philistines heard, listen to me, that David was anointed king. Say anointed. All the Philistines went up to search for David and David to kill him. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Verse 18, the Philistines, the enemy, also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephraim. This is important that you know that. There's a significance of that valley. They deployed themselves, the enemy deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Verse 19, so David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the enemy into your hand. Verse 20, so David went to Baal Perazim. How many Perez's we got in the house? Come on, Perez in the Hebrew (laughs) means breakthrough. Listen to this. Now, now, I'm going to get somewhere here now, all right? And David defeated the enemy there. And he said, the Lord has broken through. Everybody say broken through. My enemies. (laughs) He's broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Like a breakthrough of water. Like like water... pushing against the wall of a dam, and it breaks through that. That's what the description is in Hebrew. Therefore, he called the place Baal Perizim. And they left their images there. The, the, watch this. I'm going to make sense in a second. Verse 21. And David and his men carried them away. Look at verse 21 in the NLT. Verse 21. I know that's not planned up there. But look at verse 21 in the NLT. All right. And they left, and the Philistines Left their idols there. That's what it means by images there. When the Lord defeated the Philistines, the first thing that they dropped, I'm going to preach this morning, was their idols that they were putting against the people of God. They dropped them because the Lord broke through. Say this with me. Say, today is my day for a breakthrough. God is the God of the breakthrough. Listen to me. I'm telling you why I say this because I'm, I'm gonna give you a little a little history before I go into it. Like, you, you have to understand that the word Perez, all right? Baal, Baal, or it means God in that in that language. Perez or Perezim means breakthrough. So it's literally, he called the place the God of the breakthrough. Only when the Lord defeated his enemies. But there are a recipe, there's a recipe for a breakthrough. You just don't get a breakthrough just by walking in the park. Come on, somebody. There is something that you and I have to, you to. There's a lot of people that are, that are frustrated and they're waiting for a breakthrough, but they're not doing the principles to get a breakthrough. There is no breakthrough without application of Principles of principles in the Bible to get us to that place. If you read that story very carefully, the breakthrough would have never happened if David would not have done certain things in this story. So I want to say this, the first point, I want you to put it up there. When the Lord begins to break a breakthrough that you've been needing in your life, the enemy will always position himself to try to discourage and stop you. Do you notice something? Listen, do you notice the beginning scripture? What was the beginning scripture? When the Philistines heard, watch this, I'm going somewhere, that David was anointed king, they positioned himself against him. Can I preach a little bit this morning? Can I preach a little bit? Sometimes the reason, the only reason that you are getting this Pressure and these temptations and these things that are trying to get you back and, and getting you frustrated and all the obstacles of, of some things. The reason why the attacks are increasing at times in your life is simply because the Lord has anointed you to do something specific in this season. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I'm not high preaching today. I'm preaching from the Bible. The Bible says as soon, as, as a matter of fact, in the NLT, which I didn't read in that verse, it says as soon as they saw and heard that David was anointed king of Israel, they planned all of their enemies against him. You need to hear me. You need to hear me. Some of you, the reason why you're going through what you're going through is because he doesn't, the enemy does not want you to fulfill the anointing that God has placed in your life. Everyone in here. Everyone in here, everyone, everybody say everyone. Everyone is anointed to do something now for God. You may be anointed to just raise your kids in your home as a homeschool mom, and you may think that's nothing. But I tell you, if you do it under the power that God gives you, you will raise these warriors for God, and the enemy hates that. If your anointing right now is to step out in faith and start a business, and, will, and that anointing of finance comes on you, the enemy will do everything it has. Why, why, why? Because the devil hates two main things. woo He hates you because God loves you. That's number one, because you're his delight. So the enemy hates you. We talk a lot about the love of God, but we don't talk about the hate of the enemy. The enemy hates you just because you're a child of God, and you're, watch this, made in the image of God. So every time he sees you, he sees the one who kicks him out of heaven. And so he he sees those sons and daughters of God. But you know when he gets amped up even more? When God anoints you to do something specific. Hear me now, hear me now, hear me now. As far as we could read in the text and the story, David did not have any known troubles that we know before he was anointed. There's two main anointings, three, of of David. The first anointing came when he was about 15, 16 years old. Watch this, guys. Follow me, follow me, follow me. You saw the first verse, right? The first verse was this. As soon as the enemy found out, David was anointed king of Israel. Now, wait a minute. Let's backtrack for a second. Because when he was maybe 13 years old, he didn't get a lot of resistance from the enemy uh, that we know of. Sure, he got normal resistance. But I'm talking about, he didn't get resistance from the nation. He didn't get resistance from the king. The king. He didn't have the president of the nation trying to kill him. You know when it all started? I've never seen this. As soon as Samuel came up into that house... With a flask of oil, and said, "The Lord told me that one of your boys, Jesse, is the next king of Israel." And so, David wasn't even he, this. How this how how? In my opinion, the father didn't even consider David to be one of them, because he the prophet said, "Call all of your boys, all." David was out there shepherding, you know, and doing whatever, petting the sheep. I don't know what he was doing, you know. He was singing, playing harp, and, and all the boys came. Eliab came. And he's you know strong, and 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 the Bible says that he even fooled the prophet. You got to be careful of a false anointing, right? You, you just because just because you look good, preach good, talk good, doesn't mean that God has anointed you for do, for doing that. Okay. You know, I, I put a post up and says that the devil puts puts wolves in sheep's clothing, but it doesn't matter, God puts lions in sheep's. <laughs> right? No, watch, watch. So Eliab comes. The prophet said, the Lord said, No, not him. He literally had the flask out. The Bible said he was a, he said, you know what the Bible says? Surely the Lord's anointed is before me. He said, No, I rejected him. No, 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 no. All of a sudden, the prophet was like, I know I didn't miss it, right? I know I didn't miss it. Is there any one of your boys here? And I could imagine Jesse's like, yes, there's one. I mean, yes, but I mean, he's I don't know, 15, 16 years years old. He's out there in this year. Well, bring him. He comes in. To put a long story short, the Lord says, that's the one. Watch this. Are you ready for this? David had no real problems up to that point. Come on, somebody. I'm going somewhere with this. He was okay. He was singing. He was in the prayer room of the, fa- of the farm. He was worshiping the Lord. No one was bothering him. Woo. Then the anointing came upon David. I'm preaching here. And the flask came on him when he was 16. Now, now listen to this. This is the anointing to do something in the future. He could not inherit it yet. Be- but listen, God anoints you before you get there. He anointed me to be a pastor years before I stepped into being a pastor, all right? He will anoint you to see if you walk it out so he could trust you. So he pulled the flask out, anointed David king of Israel. He said, you are the next king of Israel. Could you imagine how many 16-year-olds we have here? 15 years old. 16, 17 years old. Uh, No, not you. All All right. Imagine the Lord coming to you and say, you're going to be the next president of the United States. Imagine, yes, then the Lord puts someone pours oil on you. Said you're going to be the next president. Watch, watch this. You're going to be like, but I'm 16 years old. I just like pizza and stuff and dancing. <laughs> watch this. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? That's when the enemy's attack started. If you read the scripture, as soon as that anointing and affirmation came upon him, the enemy said, "Okay, let's double up our attacks on David." All his brothers begin to hate him. He ran from Saul. For years in caves and not being able to do anything. He, the enemy positioned himself because he was anointed. Watch this. The second level came here. Years of running from God. Now he's in this place and he, Saul dies. And now the prophet says, now you're going to enter to what I prophesied years ago. Pours all of him. Now he's physically king with a crown of Israel. Crown. As the official king, and as soon, not, not not 10 days later, not 10 years later, the Bible says, as soon as the Philistines found out, they gathered all of their troops to kill David. Do you understand that the first thing I want to tell you today is that you and I, I feel the Holy Spirit here, are anointed by God to do something, watch this, now. And if you're not doing it, the enemy is going to continue to attack you and to continue to make you frustrated until you accept and walk in that calling and that anointing. That anointing could be anything. It doesn't have to be preaching. It doesn't have to be business. It could be anything. But you are anointed for something. Watch this. Every time... Put that next slide. There's a new season of promotion. I added this on there. It's not going to be on the slide. And God's anointing on your life to do something, spiritually or physically, the enemy will immediately be present to discourage you and stop you from getting your breakthrough. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I wonder, I wonder if you're getting what I'm trying to tell you. As soon as the Lord told me to begin healing services for the first time in my life. Healing has always broke out in my ministry, but I've never been intentional to call a healing service. As soon, I'm going to be transparent with you guys. As soon, everybody say as soon. As soon as I had this first one on Tuesday and all these miracles started happening, I went home and guess what happened? My nerve pain went double to the roof. And I was like, ugh. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? And I realized the enemy's attacking so that I won't step fully into that anointing. The whole reason the enemy was hiding, now watch this, I'm going to get somewhere, is because they did not want David to, to now rule with, uh, with kingly authority. Because now he had the armies of Israel behind him as king. Oh, somebody, you better shout with me. Now watch this. Listen, listen to me. This is This is important. There will always be a struggle, everybody say a struggle, of some sort right before you give birth to something. Listen to what I'm saying. There will be a struggle of some sort, I'm going to prove it to you, in your spiritual womb. Right before, when you're pregnant with something, everyone's happy about being spiritually pregnant. I'm not talking about physically pregnant. I'm, you need to be happy on that. Tiffany, you need to be happy on that. Right? I'm talking about when you're spiritually pregnant with something that God has put inside of you. There's excitement. Watch this. But there's going to be a struggle in the womb to get it out. Remember the story of Judah and Tamar? judah was the father had three sons i'm not going to get into it and 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 back then they had to give the sons to this one woman uh tamar and tamar was with these two wicked sons and the two wicked sons died right so this woman named tamar disguised herself i'm going to be real quick as a prostitute and says you know what with or without his sons i'm going to have children because that was that was at that time you to have children was a, a thing of honor to to carry legacy so Judah slept with Tamar. Now, are you ready? Are you ready to shout? Seriously, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you something you never seen. Everybody say Perez. Everybody say breakthrough. Everybody say struggle in the womb. Watch this. Look at look at this. Look at uh, uh, Genesis 38, verse 25 through 29. Look, watch this. Now you're going to shout. You're going to shout. It's all related. Right before you are giving birth to something, there's going to be a struggle of some sort. Are you ready? When she was brought out, I'm gonna be really fast here. Forgive me for reading fast, right? I'm gonna get to my point. She sent her to her father in law, saying, By the man to whom these belong, I am with child, okay? And she said, Please determine who these signets, accord, and staff are. Uh, to, to Judah, so Judah acknowledged that it was there. Now she, Tamar, has been. She said more righteous than I because I did not give her Shelah my son. And Judah never knew that Tamar knew her again. Had into music again. Now watch this. Look at look it with me in the screen. Now it came to pass at the time for watch this. Watch this. Giving birth. Are you ready for this? The time for giving birth. Say the time <laughs> to give birth. Behold, twins were in her womb. Now watch this struggle, guys. And so it was when she was giving birth that one put out his hand and the midwife said, okay, that's the one. And put a scarlet on it saying, this one came out first. Then immediately it happened as he drew back his hand that his brother in the womb came out unexpectedly. It was a struggle to see who's going to come out first in the womb. He's like, oh no, you're not. I'm coming out first. <laughs> I'm getting the birthright, right? There was a struggle. Watch this in the room, womb, right? And the brother came out unexpectedly. She said, How did you break through? This breach be upon you. Therefore, his name is called Perez. Are you ready for this? Perez. Everybody say Perez. Perez in the Hebrew means breakthrough. Every time you're about to get a breakthrough in your spiritual womb, there will be a spiritual struggle in your womb before the breakthrough comes out. The son's name was Breakthrough because he was jockeying. Let me tell you something. Some of you are wrestling because you're pregnant with something. The reason why you're wrestling, you're frustrated because God has deposited something in you and you're not willing to let it come forth. There was a real struggle in the womb to see who would come out first. What's the moral of the story? Whenever we are about to give birth to something, there will be a struggle in our spiritual mindset and our emotions. Can I hear an amen? And the enemy attacked David because he was anointed. Say, I'm anointed. Come on, say, I'm anointed to do something specific right now. So then I have to be careful. That the enemy is going to align himself against me. But you don't have to be scared. But here's where, here's where it gets interesting. Here's the second main point I want to give you for breakthrough. The place. Everybody say the place. Now this is, I've never preached this before. That the Philistines chose to wait for David was a very strategic place for the enemy. The enemy did not just choose any valley. You know, the, the, I'm going to give you a history lesson here. The enemy chose, once he, they found out that, that David was king, they chose the Valley of Rephaim. You know what that means in the Hebrew? I'm going to challenge you right now. Go to your apps. Go to your study apps. You know what that Rephaim means? The Valley of the Giants. Philistines. Giants. Hmm, that's familiar. That's familiar. I heard one time that there was a famous giant named Goliath from the Philistines. That David one time slew. What is the point? Are you ready for this second point of the breakthrough? When the enemy comes at you, he will always position himself in a place that he's familiar with to you and that you are familiar also in other words the places that you are fam- that he's familiar that he has taken ground from you before that you have fallen before he strategically comes and hides in the place that he's familiar with listen the enemy hardly ever does anything new he keeps attacking old areas now watch this, watch this, watch this. I'll give you a, a greater revelation. If you look at the map, the valley of Rephaim was about two to three miles near David's house. It was very close to David's house. So figuratively, figuratively and literally, the enemy encamped in his own backyard. Listen, the enemy strategically picked the Valley of Rephaim. Why? Because they had fought battles there before. Oh, you ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me. Because they studied that map out. They knew exactly what the exit uh, places were. They knew what the strategies are. Watch this. But it was familiar to the enemy. If the enemy is highlighting something in your life, you better highlight that in your life. Here's a little secret. You can put that up there. I know it's not in the order. But if the enemy is paying attention to something in your life, that means you and I need to be pay attention. The enemy gives himself away. Watch this. You could actually dictate your future attack by the weaknesses that he keeps being familiar in. Look at this. The enemy, where is that? At? The enemy is giving, if, if the enemy is giving certain attention to an area of your life, we should give attention to that area in our life. They could have chose any valley once they found out he's anointed. They chose the valley of refereeing because they were familiar with it. What area have you given access to the enemy that he's familiar with? What area do you feel you keep getting attacked in? Here's Here's the point. You could dictate. You say, well, Pastor George, I don't really know what door. I just keep getting attacked most of the time, is in the same area. And it may not always have to be anger. It may not always be sexual. It could be in your frustration or in your doubt. In some area of your life, you could be strong. But in this area over here, if they touch your children, this area right here, if he is familiar with you falling, mm, he will encamp in that area because he's waiting for you to come back there again. The valley of Rephaim was a place that was very familiar to David. And it was very familiar to the enemy. I'm here to tell you that the enemy will attack you in places that he's familiar with. But this is good news. This is good news. Listen, listen, listen. That means we could dictate the future attacks by realizing I need to close this door. The enemy will always go. Listen, he'll strengthen his attack to places that you have yielded two this principle that i'm talking about is is found in the new testament romans chapter six famous uh, scripture but in the new in the nlt look what it says it's up there romans chapter six look what it says don't you realize that you become the slave come on of whatever you choose to obey oh i'm gonna preach myself happy here it's not whatever the enemy chose to obey no whatever you choose to obey you're a slave to some of, you, some of you can't look at me in my eyes while I'm preaching because you're condemned. There is no condemnation in the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, if you're feeling convicted, praise God. Because he's highlighting an area that you're yielding to that the enemy has a stronghold in. The enemy only has a stronghold in areas that he is familiar with and that we've given him access. Watch this. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or, everybody say or, you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Oh, glory. Thank God once you were slaves of sin, but now you will wholeheartedly obey His teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Do you realize that you could actually be a slave to righteousness because you yield to righteousness? You say, it's hard. Keep yielding to righteousness and you'll start having righteousness lead you. You have to understand that if you yield to carnality, carnality will dominate you. And guess where the enemy will hide? I'm going to just be really real with you guys. I'm going to really, like, just transparent. The enemy will never tempt me. Oh, He could, but I mean... I've never felt it in, like, weed, like, like smoking weed. I've never, I've never smoked weed before. Well, no, I have smelled it, but I never smoked it, right? And I'm like, how can people, like, you know, like that? I got saved when I was 18 years old. So it's like the enemy will never attack us hardly in places that we've never opened the door to. Like, to some people, weed is a huge temptation. To me, if, if someone goes, hey, man, if I'm having a bad day, by the way, that's when he attacks, when you're down, when you're angry, When you're hurting, when you've kind of uh, been so discouraged that you kind of missed a couple days of prayer, the enemy is an opportunist. He doesn't play fair. He'll wait till you're at your lowest. But watch this. This is key. When you're at a, a low point in your life, do you know what he attacks? He attacks what you've been weakest the most. So even in my lowest, when I've been in my lowest during my nerve condition, not one time did the enemy tempt me with weed. I mean, mean, but he did tempt me with giving up and giving the church to somebody. He did, he did, he did. And I realized that it kept happening over and over. And the Lord says he's encamping in the valley of refereeing because he's familiar with it. Watch this, watch this. Change the narrative. (laughs) Change the narrative to the point where he comes to that valley and he's like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, he's not getting discouraged anymore. Hey, quit. Your pain is never going to leave you. You're never going to get healed. Look at all these people getting healed. You're never going to get healed. And you keep closing that door. You know what the Bible says about Jesus? He left for an opportune time. The devil is like, you know what? There is no, I can't get to this man. He said he kept trying, he kept trying, he kept trying, he kept trying. He goes, I'm going to come back later. (laughs) But guess what he will come back to? The area that you have opened doors to—that's why Jesus. Ooh, that's so good. That's why Jesus said, "the the the ruler of this world has come." Watch this, and has found nothing in me. In other words, he's tried sex, didn't give it to him. He's tried drugs, never gave him once inch to him. He's tried discouragement, and he's like, I gave him zero. Now, I'm not saying we're at that level, but I'm saying that the enemy gives himself away. So whatever you are being attacked to the most, ready? I'm going to do do my, my, my third point after this. Whatever you feel attacked most in the area, whether it's discouragement a lot, whether it's lust a lot, whether it's anger a lot, watch this. Until you are committed to close those doors with the help of the Lord, the enemy will keep attacking that area. The enemy rarely brings a new attack in your life. There's nothing new under the sun. Now watch this. Here's the third. Everybody say number three. The third thing David did to get his breakthrough is that when David heard the enemy was positioning himself to attack him, there's a word there that you guys missed because I read it real fast. The Bible says, David, as soon as he heard that the enemy was encamping, please listen to me. I'm about to give you a, a, a nugget. That is going to help change your life to get your breakthrough like David. When David heard that the enemy was in camp against him after he was anointed, the Bible says he went to the stronghold. The stronghold. Wait, wait, wait. He went to the stronghold. Everybody say stronghold. Now this stronghold is not the one that Paul talks about. This stronghold is not the one that, is said that we cast every stronghold, every imagination uh, but, uh, against the obedience of Christ. That's not what he was talking about. That stronghold in the Hebrew represents a refuge and a cave. Last time I heard Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my strength. A thousand shall fall on your side, but it shall not come near you. Now watch this. What is the refuge? Refuge is the place that David went to called his secret place to get instructions on what to do. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to give you keys to a breakthrough. First, he hates the anointing. The enemy. Number two, he positions himself in a place that he's familiar with. Number three, in order for you to get this breakthrough, there has to be reality where the watch this, the voice of the Lord is critical when overcoming the enemy. Put that, that slide up about the voice of the Lord. Look at this, guys. One main reality that is missing in our lives when we are scrambling to get a breakthrough is the reality of the voice of the Lord, glory to God, that instructs us on how to overcome the barriers that the enemy has put in our lives. The voice of the Lord is critical when the enemy is starting to attack you. Do you know what? David spent all his life running. Watch this. Watch this. Spent all his life running. Then all of a sudden he went and he saw that the enemy was attacking him in a familiar area. Watch this. And he invited the Holy Spirit into the conversation. And then he asked the Lord, shall I go up and attack the enemy? One of the things that is missing during our trial time when we're about to get a breakthrough is what is the Lord telling me? He could have gone up there and he could have, if you read that whole scripture, there's another time afterwards he said, can I go up again? He goes, no, 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 don't, don't go up again. In that same scripture, Lord, he goes, when you hear uh, marching on the top of trees, that sounds weird, you'll know that I'm, I'm delivering you and you'll go. There's another instruction because he was going to go again to the Philistines and the Lord says, no, no, not this time. Let me tell you, the voice of the Lord is so critical. But let me just pause and say this. This is so important. The voice of the Lord is usually absent to a lot of Christians when they're going through struggle when you're struggling in the womb the voice of the enemy seems louder than the voice of the lord the voice of condemnation seems louder but david said shall i go up there's a voice of the lord you will surely go up and i will surely deliver the enemy into into your hand you listen i'm gonna watch this in other words david i'm gonna give you strategy on how to defeat the enemy come on I'm going to give you my voice and my strategy. There is a divine strategy to defeat what you constantly yield to. And when you get into the water, what you're saying is I am leaving these things behind me and, I, the, and, and I'm going to get my breakthrough by obedience. And I'm going to come out that water and that old me is going to stay in there. The voice of the Lord comes. Everybody say the voice of the Lord. Joanne and the worship team. Worship team, get up there. Oh, my gosh. Shall I go up? Now watch. I'm going to, these last two things are going to give you your breakthrough. How many are willing to get a breakthrough? How many want to get breakthrough? Come on. Come on. Is there something right now that you're wrestling with? Lift up your hands. Come on. You're wrestling with something. Okay. Put your hands out. Is there some area that you need a breakthrough in? You don't have to tell me what area. But whether it's anger, whether it's finances, whether it's lust, whether it's depression, there's a breakthrough that you've been wanting for a while and you want a breakthrough. Lift up your hands. Okay. Watch this. I'm going to tell you these principles. One, it's because you're anointed to do something. And the enemy is is attacking those who are anointed. Number two, he lines himself up in a place that's familiar with you. Number three, the voice of the Lord is critical for you. Oh, please hear me. I hear this. I hear this in my spirit. Here's the voice that I'm talking about. Please hear me. Please hear me. Not just the audible voice that says, son, daughter, I'm here. It's the, watch this. I, I, I I could sense this even in my own life. Is that still small voice that when you're weak and you want to yield to something, the voice in you is stronger than the desire that comes from outside. The voice in you is saying, don't do it. Whew, I feel the Holy Ghost. And he, everything in you, you just want to just curse God out. You just want to yield to that anger. You want to yield to these things. And the flesh is saying, do it, do it, do it. the voice of the Lord saying no it's a little echo here if you could just remove all that stuff the voice of the Lord is critical critical for you to sustain in other words here's what I'm trying to talk about when we are about to get our breakthrough the enemy's goal is to quench the voice of the Lord and the voice of conviction so that you could yield to the areas that you've always yielded to It wasn't until David got specific instructions from the Lord that he defeated the enemy. Now, this is the part that some of you guys are going to like, some of you don't like. The fourth uh, ingredient for breakthrough is this. Do you know that David did not get his breakthrough? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Until he fought the enemy. Don't make me preach now. Don't make me (laughs) preach here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've led you to this point. He's anointed. The enemy attacks, uh, positions himself. Then the enemy goes to a valley where he's familiar with David to see if he'll fall. Thirdly, thirdly, David went to the stronghold to get the voice of the Lord. In other words, I don't want to do things that my flesh is telling me to do. I need the voice of the Lord now. Watch this. Watch this. This fourth part, you cannot escape. You have to fight the enemy. I'm telling you. I know that sounds really old school preaching. Oh, let the Lord do it. Yes, the Lord's going to do it. But your no combined with his strength will give you that breakthrough. Because if his strength is able and you say yes to sin, his power is not going to automatically stop you from doing what you want to do. He's given you willpower. So whatever you decide, that is your fate. Whatever you decide, watch this. But there is an old-fashioned thing that I have to say here. uh, David did not get his breakthrough until he fought the enemy. We need to fight. You know what the Bible says? Resist the devil and he'll flee. Come on, come on. Draw near to God. Draw near to God. This is what, this is what, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, he'll flee. So many people say, all I have to do is I'm submitting to God. No. I'm just submitting to God, but you have to resist the devil. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Be, be, be sober for your adversary, the devil, roams around like, uh, like a what? Roaring, lying, seeking, who and devour. Watch this. Resist him in the faith. Here's what you and I have to do to get our breakthrough. Don't wallow and have a pity party. Come on, I'm preaching to myself here. I'm preaching to myself. It's okay. Don't wallow and say, oh, this is never going to happen. Fight. Take your weapon and say, No, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to fight and I'm not going to be discouraged. In the name of Jesus, like Marie says, that pain's coming back. Oh, oh, no, 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 devil. Your pain is not coming back, devil. No, I rebuke this. You know how healing started happening? When we started praying. But guess what I did? I took authority over sickness. I fought the enemy. I said, No, in the name of Jesus, let the people go. I come against infirmity and I curse infirmity. All of a sudden, healing started breaking out. You can't sit there and just say, well, God is going to do everything. Guys, resist that temptation. Say no to, the, to sin. Resist it. Fight. That's why the apostle, the apostle Paul, at the end of his life, the guillotine was about to cut his head off. He goes, now, and I get teary-eyed every time I think about this. He goes, now, there's, he's writing from prison, and he knows days from now he's going to get killed, and his head's probably going to get chopped off. And he says, now, here it goes, I have fought. Watch this. The good what? Fight. Fight. What fight is he talking about? The fight of the faith of God. He said, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And now lies a crown of righteousness. Not for me, but for all who love his appearing. Do you know that the Bible says that there's a specific blessing in in the book of Revelation for those who overcome? When you overcome, he says, I'm going to give you my crown. There's a reward. Do you know what the Bible says? That there's a blessing for those who who fight temptation and say no. The Bible says when they fight temptation, there's a blessing in the book of James for those who resist temptation. Church, church, it's time to be stop being passive and say, oh, God, oh, Lord, why is this happening to me? Devil, no, in the name of Jesus, you're not going to have my children. Take your hands off my children. I'm going to go to war and prayer, and I'm going to do like I did over there. You're going to regret, devil, the day you afflicted me. I'm going to start having healing services. And I'm going to see the healed, the sick healed, and I'm going to see people... Well, I'm standing here in pain and I'm interviewing Mary Marie and she is free while I'm in pain. Guess what? That's how I'm fighting. I'm fighting by saying, this Tuesday, devil, I'm showing up. And guess what I'm going to do? Amen. I'm going to hold another healing service. They was like, "No, no, no." And I won't pray for the sick. And God's going to do it. They was like, "Oh!" I'm trying to make him give up. Fight the enemy. If the enemy has your kids, don't start. Don't just cry about it. Fight in the spirit. Take up the sword of the spirit. Come on. Take up the shield of faith. Take up the helmet of salvation. Come on. Start talking to your brothers and sisters and say, hey, could you pray for my son? Because he's backslidden. Could you pray and bombard heaven for him? And all of a sudden, two months from, from now or three months from now, somewhere, some way, this man got encountered with the Lord. Why? Because you fought. Woo! If you're about to give in to temptation, fight. Can I just, I, I say this with respect what I'm about to say. The church is a, is a bunch of wimpy people. But we're now supposed to be wimpy. We're supposed to have authority and power. And we, well, listen, the righteous are as bold as a lion, not as soft as a, we're as bold as a lion. Oh, pastor, you don't understand what they're doing. to. Oh, you understand the attacks? Well, fight. Watch this, watch this. Watch, 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 watch. Shall I go up? And I can almost imagine David saying, Lord, I've been running from the enemy. You've allowed this for years. Can I just fight the enemy? No, no, no. No, not yet, not yet. I'm, do, I'm doing something in you, son. You don't even know. I'm, I'm shaping character in you. Finally, he, he's anointed king. The enemy's attacking him. He goes, can I now? The Lord says, yes, you can. I can imagine, this is just me, this is the PGV version, okay? This is not the I can imagine the Lord saying, Let's do this. <laughs> I can imagine the Lord saying to David, You ready? Let's kick the devil's butt. <laughs> Everybody say, Fight. You must have a fight against the devil. If you eliminate the resisting of the devil, you will not get your breakthrough. Now, watch this. Now I'm gonna shout, then we're gonna pray. And you guys are going to get your breakthrough. Once you get into the water, you know what's going to happen? There's going to be a breakthrough in your life. The old you, the water is going to drown the enemies of your soul. By faith. By faith. Because baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. Yasmin, I know. You used to be in my youth group. And the Lord gave you a dream. And there's an urgency and you're here. And you know what? Watch this. I just heard this from the Lord. Sometimes the way we fight the enemy is by our actions. By being obedient to getting water baptized, you're fighting the enemy. You're saying, I am choosing to leave the old me behind, and I'm going to rise up. Now watch this. Oh, I'm going to shout. I've been shouting, but I'm going to shout more. (laughs) Do you know the fifth thing that happened after God had the breakthrough? Are you ready? The Bible says in that same scripture in 2 Samuel, the Bible says that when the Lord fought for them, he said the Lord did it in NLT, and he broke through. Watch this. And the Bible says, are you ready? Are you ready to shout? That when the breakthrough came, say when the breakthrough came, the enemy dropped their idols. You're not getting that. You're like, I'm not sure why I'm clapping, but I'm clapping. You know what that means? When you finally get your breakthrough, the Lord says, devil you need to let go of the idols that they have opened up and they have used idols in their life like like pornography or 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 lust or money or money the things that were idolatrous to you come on things that you are battling with as an idol in your life anger and has become an idol what's an idol anything that takes the place of God being number one it's not a statue it could be the gymnasium It could be a TV. It could be your ministry. It could be your own self-image. Whatever is taking the place of God being number one is an idol. But when you break through, the idols have to get dropped. And the enemy has to leave the idols that you have put. Come on. God is breaking some idols today. God is tearing down some idols today. Come on. God God is setting some people free from idolatry from sex addiction from lust from money everything that you feel is an idol is going to be broken off of your life when you get a breakthrough how many are ready for a breakthrough come on lift up your hands come on lift up your hands to the lord come on come on come on come on come on come on, come on. Come on, come on lift up your hands